Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I love this analogy that during this whole time <laughs> I'm you're having this like uh, scientific realization all while plummeting to the earth in an elevator shaft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This makes sense. We're fine. Welcome back to the Random Theory Podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Josh. And together we learn, share, and explore unique topics in the world. Yes, we do. Indeed. Bam. Just like that. Bam. Just like that. That's a writ. I will <laughs> say for the listeners at home, that is written down. That, that intro is written and set in stone. Written. So. Documented. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's uh, what. Maybe we just we just carry that to the next one. I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, we like to you know think on our feet here. So keep it spicy. How you been? (laughs) I've been good. I uh, told you I've been trying to get a handle on my sleep schedule. Ah, it's a whole thing. Off to a rocky start. I made this declaration yesterday morning because the night before I didn't fall asleep until 2 a.m. Josh. For no what? for no reason at all, too. Like I'm not doing I'm it's not like I'm out or anything. I just like it'll be 1 a.m. and I'm like, oh, I need to go to bed. That could not be me, to be very clear. Yeah. So yesterday I was like, okay, I'm gonna like get a handle on it. I guess technically it was better, but last night I was asleep by one so it's baby steps that's good i love that (laughs) for you how about you you know life's been good life's been uh kind of crazy but be how it be yeah i haven't feel like i have nothing new to report josh and i recently saw each other again Again. i sold my car officially my car is gone it is sold i no longer have anything in utah anymore yeah congratulations by the way thank you thank you man that's a hard thing selling your car Crazy. Yeah. A lot of memories tied to that thing that you got to let go. So many. I cried. A lot of life. I don't blame <laughs> so you. So much life. At all. Yeah, the poor Uber driver was like, probably like, what is happening here? It's like, oh, no. So I'm like sobbing in the back of the car. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> well, I want to do a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. We have decided since we're now in a post 100 episode world, we wanted to change up the format slightly on our podcast. This one's going to be slightly different. I mean, it's not it's not crazy different. So don't no one get I love that concerned. you care enough to give them a disclaimer. I was just going to like well, jump know. into it and just, just be like this I, is how it is. Here's the disclaimer because I'm not I'm not even going to say like what we're doing really. Just if stuff changes over the next couple episodes cuz we're going to that's the thing. Like we're going to try things and if it doesn't feel right, we'll change it and try something new. Just expect some just, there's some going to be some changes. That's the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> you're better than me i was just gonna be like this is how it is next deal with it should we hop into some ratings and reviews yes i think we shall all right so i've got uh two spotify responses they're, they're to Whoa. the q a if you're if you're listening on spotify when you listen to an episode it'll say like what topic do you want us to cover in a future episode and these are both on our 100th episode so oh, just wow. recently 
first one comes from Agent T. And they said, I really wanted to be a part of this episode, but wasn't able to make it. Love the pod, though. OGRT. Aww. Agent T. Also, I, I saw you post another one. This person's name is Tyler. They said their name in the other one. So hi, Tyler. Oh, nice. Hey, Tyler. Thank you so much. I, I, you know, obviously, we wanted to get as many people in there. It was a little last minute, so we weren't able to give... A little. It was a lot of last minute. <laughs> it was very yeah, last yeah. minute on our part. We did it didn't even it was so last minute it wasn't even advertised in an actual episode. Um, no. So we completely understand people not being <laughs> able to make it to the actual live uh recording of that. Um but thank you so much for the support. We're glad you love the pod. And then the other one is from Lawson. And okay. they said you should do an episode on 3D printing and how it works. And mm. I do believe that we've done that, haven't we? Episode 95. There it is. Called Why 3D Printers Are the Future. They are. It's a great podcast, Lawson. You should listen to it. Anyone should listen yeah. to it. Yes, absolutely. Also, you should right. listen to the coding episode after that. Because <laughs> yeah, that one is a good one. We feel very passionate about coding. We do. I feel like of all the episodes, that one's probably got the most plugs. But yeah, Lawson, we did. We already did it. Go listen to it, episode 95. But thank you so much for the suggestion. If you have anything else, make sure to respond again and let us know. Yes, please let us know. Thank you guys for those ratings and reviews. Agent T, and Tyler and Lawson, thank you guys for the ratings and reviews and ideas. All right, I have one today from Apple Podcast. Ken's the best OGRT. <laughs> I love that. They left us a, re- a review that says OGRT exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point with a test tube, a science pal, and a million billion trillion Whoa. out of 10 rating. Okay. okay. And she said, I love this podcast. I'm on the episode Why You Shouldn't Drink Your Pee and I'm trying to get to the latest episodes. But here's some nice jokes and riddles. Ooh, thanks, Ken's. Okay, yeah. Also, yeah. great, great episode that you're on. Um, why you shouldn't drink your pee. Uh, I'll be honest, I forgot we even did that, but it tracks. I know, so, it does. Yeah. It dehydrates you. You shouldn't do it if you're in survival mode. Go listen to the podcast. Yeah. I forget what number it is, but it's, it's uh, way yeah. down there. So, are you ready? Knock, knock. Okay, <laughs> who's there? <laughs> I just let you figure it out. <laughs> just yeah. really went for it. Uh, Isabel. Isabel who? Isabel working? I had to knock. <laughs> That's good. I feel like I haven't heard that one. I've That's not nice. heard that one. That was a classic and I really liked it. Yeah. How funny. I was when you were saying that you were just letting me figure it out. I was like, how funny would it be if it was a riddle that started with knock knock and it just like goes <laughs> into an elaborate riddle? Oh, that would be so bad. That would be so, so bad. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then she left us with a riddle. So okay. what? can go up and come down without moving <sighs> man That's a tricky the, one. i'm I, I, the riddles they're fun but man i feel so dumb they really they take a lot me... of brain power okay hit me with the answer the temperature ah, yeah okay i was thinking like it's got to be something obviously not tangible yeah, yeah tangible yeah yeah there it is okay there it is the temperature yep. The temperature. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Ken, yeah. thank you for the rating and review. We really appreciate it. That was an awesome riddle and joke. 
from Apple Podcasts. Those were both great. Thank you for the trillion out of 10 review. That's incredible. We love the science pals. We do. We absolutely do. Now, are you ready? Yes. This is this okay. is the first new new aspect that we're going to get into this week's listener curiosity right after this break. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, this week's listener curiosity segment comes from Tony. 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 It's an email that says, hey, Grace and or Josh, I'm a longtime listener who migrated from T-Core. I would think that it would be cool if you guys could do a podcast about how high gravity goes. Nice. This is crazy. Is it? Yes. So gravity is something for me when I was taking physics. It just like baffled me constantly. Like I I get get it. I get gravity. I know its value is like 9.8 meters per second and it pulls you towards the center of the earth. Like, cool. Okay, got it. But gravity is weird. Honestly, that might need to be the title of this podcast right there. (laughs) Gravity is weird Uh, because it's so true. I mean, strictly speaking, the Earth's gravity will always pull on an object. So no matter how far away you are, gravity is a force that obeys an inverse square law. So this is going to get a little convoluted. So okay. in, in Here we the go. inverse square law, for example, so if you put an object twice as far away, it'll feel a quarter of the gravitational pull. If you put it four times further away, it's going to feel one sixteenth of the force. Inverse square law is just yes that constant. Yeah. However far away yeah. you are, you basically square that number. So if you're... Four times away from the earth, be 16th, 116th. Got it. 116th, what you would feel on earth. Yes. So you're always going to feel the force of gravity, even though it might be vanishingly small. Right. You, You might not even realize you're feeling it, but it's there. No matter where you are. So this is where it gets kind of interesting with gravity. And Tony, the reason I love this question is because it made me think. Like it Ooh. made me ask the question like, well, how, when does gravity stop? Like when does yeah. gravity stop pulling on me? Like depending on how high I am in space. So yeah, like we're going to get into zero gravity and all kinds of crazy stuff. Okay. Because zero gravity might be fake. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Wow. Zero gravity might just be a fake thing. Okay. So <laughs> the space shuttle is proven to be a great laboratory. Right. It's great for experiments requiring zero gravity environments. So you commonly hear people refer to weightlessness of the astronauts as zero gravity. But are you truly weightless and is gravity zero? It's a great question. Up until this exact moment, I would have said yes. But now I'm questioning everything I know. I know, right? Like I would have said yes as well. I would have been like, yeah, absolutely. They're weightless. They're gravity zero up there. Yeah. Now it is so small 
that you don't have the force of gravity pulling on you like you normally would. But think about the moon. Even the moon is in a gravitational pull towards the Earth. It's true. Yeah. I mean, the short answer is no. The shuttle and astronauts are certainly not weightless as they orbit Earth. Rather, they are apparently weightless. Right. They just seem like they're they weightless. They seem. Yeah. It seems like they could be weightless. It seems like gravity's not doing anything. Okay. So the Earth's gravitational field extends well into space and does not stop. So no matter how high you are away and like how far away you are from Earth, you're still going to feel the gravitational pull. That is a wild fact to think about. Gravity does not stop, no matter if you're at Saturn, Mars, anywhere. So technically, we're experiencing the same gravity from all those other places. I That's what I, I that was the first thought. I was like, okay, so we're sitting here on Earth. That means we are being affected by gravi- the gravitational pull of all the other planets. Yes. But we don't know it. Like it's not it's not something that's like actually felt, but it is happening. Yeah. However, uh, it does weaken as one gets further from the center of the Earth, obviously. So the shuttle orbits about 125 miles above the surface, which like you can drive 125 miles very easily. That's like such a mind blowing fact that, you know, you think about the shuttle being out in space, you know, whatever. And it's like, yeah, you could do you could do like double that on a tank of gas. Like if you filled up yeah. your car and drove yeah. like that's not that far. <laughs> it's insane. When you consider the radius of the Earth is 38,000 miles, you realize the shuttle's orbits are relatively close to the Earth in comparison to our Earth's size. Because yeah. like, yeah, you think about it and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's like so crazy up there and high. And like that is a very tall vertical distance. Like, sure, 125 miles, but like horizontally, if you're looking at it, it's it's very close to the earth in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. If if you were looking at like a cross section of the earth that also included the orbital ring of the space, like it would just be just right off the surface, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally looking at like 125 miles on my phone. Like what that looks like. And like it fits within the screen of my phone, which I guess would make anything fit. But like to the point that I can like see other towns and interstates in between. So like it's not that far. So here's what's crazy. So at 125 miles, the gravitational field experienced by astronauts is 94% of what they would experience on Earth. Oh, interesting. Okay. So there's only a 5% reduction in the gravitational pull. That's fast. Isn't that crazy? Mind boggling. It's hurting my brain a bit for sure. <laughs> so for an example, a 150 pound person or an astronaut here on Earth in the space shuttle, they're going to have a weight of 140 pounds. So pounds it does lighter. not. Yeah. So they're 10 pounds lighter because you're taking 94 and turning it into right. a decimal. So it'd be like 0.94 times 150. So it's 140. Right. I mean, so they're not weightless. So what does it mean to be weightless? Like, yes, you're experiencing less gravity, but like it's only it's like a 5% reduction. So how are they like, (laughs) no, if like we reduced gravity by 5% here, like would we all be floating around? Would the buildings be floating around? Would we even be grounded? It's a great question. Um, Right. Yeah, that is shocking to me. 
that it, it's crazy. It's five percent. The answer to this question of like why do we refer to astronauts as being weightless actually mm-hmm. lies within the shuttle's orbit. So I need all of us to use our imagination really quick. Put on your imagination. Cap. Yeah, get in your SpongeBob little SpongeBob thing. box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get get in your SpongeBob box. Use your imagination. If you don't know what we're referring to, you're too young to be listening to this podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, or look it up too old. Because yeah, or you're too old. <laughs> look up that episode on YouTube because it is yeah. the best SpongeBob episode to ever exist, in my opinion. There's a couple I was gonna, golden SpongeBob episodes, and that that's one of them. I was yeah, I was gonna say I think that is like in the top for sure. It's one hundred percent. It is it is classic SpongeBob humor and just yeah yeah. We're using our imagination. We're in the box. So suppose you take a cannonball to the top of a really high mountain, and you orient the cannon to fire a cannonball parallel to Earth's local surface and fire it at a very high speed. Okay, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. So as the cannonball is traveling away from the mountaintop, it falls in an arc-shaped path. Yeah. You hear all that? You hear that? Flat earthers. Sorry. I just had to make a dig there. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. As it travels from the mountaintop, it falls in this arc-shaped path and the earth's surface curves away from it. Okay. Right. Because the earth would curve more than the arc of the object traveling. Yes. In a lot of mathematics, we usually ignore the curvature of the earth just because it makes math harder. <laughs> okay, right. I love that about math. Certain math and like oh science things where they're just like, yeah, we ignore that. That doesn't, in, you know. Oh, it was the one thing in like my physics courses that like I could not ma- like wrap my brain around. They would be like, oh, well, like it's such a small force acting on it. It's negligible. So we're just like not even going to use it. And I'm like, um, okay. but it's still there. Like, I don't yeah. know, whatever. So here we can't ignore the curvature of the earth. So the cannonball would leave the cannon and fall towards the ground but never land because it goes past the edge of the earth. Interesting. And this happens because the earth always curves away from falling objects. Okay. So the cannonball would be perpetually falling towards the earth, but never get to it. Oh, that's a very interesting way to think about that. It's always falling, but it never lands. Yes, so shuttle astronauts are literally just free-falling like the cannonball in the above example. Wow. So they are in just a constant free-fall towards Earth. I mean, it makes sense. Like when you think about what's actually happening, like it's literally just this thing flying around and, and it's constantly being pulled to the Earth. Yeah. But never, it's obviously never landing. Yeah. Oh, that is fascinating. So... What produces the apparent weightlessness here? I have a theory, but I'm going to let you roll with it. Okay. So now we're no we we're at the top of the mountain, right? We fired our yeah, cannonball. Yeah. It's still uh-huh. spinning around the earth. We have to get down off the mountain, right? Yeah, I don't want to stay up there. No. And we're not going to hike down, so we're going to use the elevator that someone built into the mountain. As all mountains should have, yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> we see the elevator, we push the button, we get inside. And we start to go down. Yep. The elevator cable snaps. Oh, nightmare. Okay. And the elevator falls with you in it. Ooh. Yeah. 
you become incredibly frightened, as one would, and <laughs> release all the newspapers and scientific information that you are holding in your hand. My documents. Yes, the documents. Yeah. Uh, so you and the documents are both falling towards the earth at the same rate. And the newspaper would not fall away from you, but float beside you. Right. For anyone out there that's ever seen the, what is it usually? Like a feather and something else dropped at the same time? It's a, Yeah, it's like a feather and then some heavy object that you would yeah. think, oh, the feather wouldn't, but then they'd fall at the same speed. So to you, that floating paper appears weightless, as yeah. do you inside the elevator. Yeah. And you would claim that gravity has ceased to act on the newspapers because it did not move away from you, yet gravity would still have you in the newspapers firmly in its grips. Obviously, because, you know, we're like plummeting towards the earth in our <laughs> elevator. That's cable snapped. Yeah, I love I love this analogy that during this whole time I'm you're having this like uh, scientific realization all while plummeting to the earth in an elevator shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this makes sense. We're fine. So in the same way, astronauts are still in the clutches of gravity and only appear weightless because they're falling continuously around the earth. So they're in a metal tube falling towards earth. With just a constant gravitational pull pulling them closer and closer and closer to the Earth. Right. But they are, they are floating relative to the ISS falling to the Earth. Yes. See, that was my, my hypothesis, which is probably along the same lines. I, I, I mean, this is kind of what it was. But I was thinking of like the momentum of the thing whipping around the Earth. Yeah. And I guess that's the same theory, but kind of... Thinking, looking at it a different way of like that momentum of it spinning around the earth would then like well, that's that keeps what it was, in rotation yeah and that was kind of what was giving this weightless yeah. thing i have never thought about about zero gravity in this way this is yeah wild and gravity is really important to us like we couldn't live on earth without it and what's crazy is that the sun's gravity keeps the earth in orbit around it. So like not only are we feeling earth's gravity, but we also have the sun's gravity like keeping us in orbit. Yeah. Yeah, if the sun had no gravity, we would just float off into Yeah. We would have never existed. <laughs> we would be dead. Yeah, literally. And gravity holds our atmosphere and the air we need to breathe in place. Yeah. It is literally the thing holding our world together. <laughs> Nothing else is holding the world together right now, but gravity's always got its act together. Dude, gravity, man, it just needs like, I, I can't imagine the stress. Like it needs to take like a vacation or something. It's just trying to hold everything together and we are trying our hardest to make it fall apart. It's at crazy. Any, <laughs> at so, any time. This is my little like tangent here. Okay, let's hear. And it's something that doesn't really make sense to me. But like, okay, whatever. Okay, okay. Gravity isn't the same everywhere on Earth. Okay, So right. gravity is slightly stronger over places with more mass underground than over places with less mass. So NASA's been using these spacecraft to measure these variations in Earth's gravity. And they're part of the Gravity Recovery and Climate Experiment, which stands for GRACE. They called it the GRACE mission, which is kind oh, of fun. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. And it detects tiny changes in gravity over time. 
Okay. And these are really important because they keep key details about our planet. So, for example, like the GRACE project has monitored changes in sea level and can detect changes in Earth's crust brought on by earthquakes. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow, okay. So, I mean, it makes sense. Like, if you think about how gravity exists... Mm-hmm. You know, gravity is increased by the mass, you know, a higher mass, you're going to have higher gravity, a gravitational pull. It's really well, interesting because like when you look at a map of it, like you guys can pull this up, like it's accessible to anyone. The mountains, like where there are mountains, have the strongest oh, yeah. gravitational pull. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing that. And to me, that feels crazy. Like I get it. Like there's a lot of mass there and like makes sense. But like you look at the Great Lakes and the Bermuda Triangle and these places where there's conspiracy theories all around and the gravity is so weak and it's those weakest spots that there's no, like very little gravity, obviously, yeah. enacting here. And I'm like, does this have anything to do with the like alien conspiracy theories or like other <laughs> things, like other crazy things that happen in these areas? Like maybe because there's less gravity there. Oh, uh, it's a whole new angle. You're, yeah, you're this is the tangent. This, this is my tangent. Yeah. Busting this case wide open here. That's fascinating. I have like literally, I mean, like I said, like it makes sense when you break it down and think about how gravity works. Yeah. But I feel like you never hear about it like this. It's always like, oh, this planet has this much gravity. This planet has this. Right. But it's like, no, that stuff differs all across the globe. Man, that's so interesting with like mountains because, you know, the higher you go up on a mountain... Not only the less air, the less yeah, the less air that is present there. But also, this is saying the more gravity, the the harder the yeah. gravitational pull. So, like, you got both those things acting against you. It's like I don't even understand. That is fascinating. It feels like two things that shouldn't coincide, but somehow do. You know, yet another reason to not climb big mountains. I guess no, uh, <laughs> dude. That yeah. I had never thought about that. And that is... It's crazy. Very interesting. Also, a very fun name for the missions. No, no. It's a good time, you know? The Grace. The Grace mission. The Grace mission. Tony, thank you so much for your listener curiosity. I hope you got as much out of that as we did and learned something new about gravity. Yeah. And its unique little self, if you will. Gravity is special. Speaking of special... Welcome to my new segment called Logically This Makes Sense, but... Yes, we got a new segment coming in hot here. Logically This Makes Sense, but... And this is basically something that I found on the internet that I find mind-boggling and a way that people use science in a really fun, creative way. You know, I feel like the gravity thing could have fallen in here as well. I feel like most stuff we talk about here... Oh, for sure. Could (laughs) could probably fall into this. Um, Yeah. but, But... But what do you have today? Okay, logically, it makes sense that people can speak backwards. But why would one speak backwards? Can you speak backwards? Definitely don't think I could. I The only thing that comes to my mind talking about speaking backwards is like people doing the alphabet backwards, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I definitely can't do that. I can't either. I've tried so many times and I just cannot. Yeah, I saw, okay, there was a, there's, I was recently watching, re-watching the TV show How I Met Your Mother because I love it, mm-hmm. and 
there's like a comment in one of the episodes where they say that it's used as like a thing for that cops would ask people to do to see if they're drunk or whatever, like pull them over. And it's like, yeah. oh, recite the alphabet back. And I was like, I, I couldn't do that. I, like, I, I, I couldn't even get past like Z. So if that was actually a test. Z, Y, X, W. And that's all I got. I think I could get, yeah, that's about as far as ZYXW. So remember that. Like if people can, like this is a, a marker for what we're about to talk about. If you can do okay. the alphabet backwards, number one, round of applause. You're smarter than Josh and I. Obviously, we can't talk backwards. Not our thing. No. But there was an Ig Nobel Prize, which is like, I want one of these prizes. And I think it is genuinely what our podcast is built around. And honestly, I want to take the slogan. So an Ig Nobel Prize is an award sponsored by Harvard University. Shocking, of course. Yeah. For research that first makes people laugh and then think. Oh, Yes, which I love. Like that's such like a cool way to think about it, especially because it's like, oh, that's kind of funny. And it's like, wait, why can we do that? Why can someone speak backwards and like make words and like make it and like play with language? So backwards speech confers no practical advantage to the speakers. And perhaps it merely exists for the sheer enjoyment of the speaker and listener who recognize the sounds of the words. I mean, you think about it and you would be like, this is ridiculous. Like, why are you doing this? And it's absolutely useless. And it's by no means a total waste because it offers insight into how the human brain processes language in atypical ways okay so backward speech can be practiced in any language that has a transparent grammar meaning that phonemes which we think is like related to phonics or the distinct sound units of the language have the same sound regardless of their position relative to other parts of a word so basically you can do this with spanish you can do this with i think they said latin and i think they said one of the other love languages where it's like words don't have another sound because like you know how in english like your a can be a long a or a short a right so it doesn't really work in the english language which kind of sucks but if you speak another language you can do it with this just just a, a live on the spot update here i looked up that word it is the plural form of phonics phonics oh, so is the I was noun right this is a plural noun, but it's pronounced phoneme, mm. which seems wrong, but... It feels very wrong. If it's the plural form of phonics, why is it phoneme? That I feels, don't know. I don't know. But anyway, there Welcome you go. Welcome to phonics. English. Crazy. <laughs> so the reason I found this so interesting is because mm-hmm. the researcher that won the Ig Nobel Prize... Um, did neuroimaging and it revealed that backward spellers have more gray matter volume and connections among neurons, not only in regions associated with phonics processing, but also in other brain areas involved in semantic processes. Okay. So like speech areas that deal with the speech. Yeah. Yeah, And like cognitive control. Right. That's okay. Yeah, right? So therefore, backward speech plays into cognitive mechanisms beyond classical language circuits. So in other words, people that can talk backwards are are they're more big-brained. Yes. 
And if you're like, if you're like, what is gray matter? Gray matter is what's around your brain. And the more of it you have, they say the smarter that you are. Interesting. Yeah. But like the people that they studied with this and for this are people that can have full on conversations backwards, like flip all the words around in sentences. I mean, yeah. Could you imagine? I can. I get confused in a normal conversation. Me too. Try, <laughs> try, trying to speak in a normal conversation forwards, I get confused. So I, uh, there's no way that I could t- hold a conversation backwards. Also, if uh, someone talked to me backwards, I would have zero idea what they're saying. I would be so utterly confused. Like, it would be so bad. I would just like glass over and just they would finish and I'd, I'd just be... I, it would sound like they just said random nonsense sounds in my yes. direction i would not absorb anything that they said i don't either um so what's really interesting and i think the big thing that i took away after reading this article and listening to this and like just kind of being mind blown by it like that they're able to take this thing and be like you know these people can do this what's happening in their brain and it made me think about our science pals and be like how many times are we confronted a day with something and we're like oh that's kind of cool and unique and could use science to like explain it or use science to help us understand something in the world or help us think about something or if something made you laugh and then you're like, well, wait, what if? So like, right. don't quit dreaming, you guys, and don't quit looking for science around you because it is literally everywhere. And so right. this said, when confronted with something seemingly ridiculous or absurd, it's quite easy to dismiss it as if scientific value lies in the grandiose, revolutionary, and transcendent matter. And a lesson from the study is that if we see something absurd and we fail to find inspiration, we're not thinking deeply enough. Yeah. I mean, that's that's this whole podcast, right? Like, that's why it's literally like... Almost everything, I mean, I said this in our 100th episode, uh, the the reason I love doing this podcast is literally like that, like thinking, de- you know, yeah. seeing something and being like, what is that? Let me let me dig into that a little deeper and, yeah. and finding an answer. I'm all on board with that train of thought. And I hope all the science pals out there are as well. Yeah. We're here to make you laugh and then think about it. And then it's, it's the... <laughs> Oh, there is a TV. Sh- there is a. Oh no! What is? What show is that? They have a quote. I found it. It was in a Parks and Rec episode. Leslie says uh, she's like giving a speech or a presentation, and she says, uh, "You need two funny quotes and an inspirational one. You know, a classic. Ha ha hmm. A ha ha um, hmm. Yeah, you gotta but have those ha ha hmm moments. Yeah, that that's our thing of like we're presenting in- interesting data with a little sign, you know, with a little humor yeah. behind it. Or whatever. You gotta. It's gotta you be a gotta. little fun and funny. You bet it does. Should we move on to the final section of the podcast? Yeah. This is another new uh, segment that Grace thought it would be fun we should do because I'm always talking about Reddit. I'm always, always. on Reddit. Josh is a Reddit guy. I am. For anyone out there, like we mentioned it on the podcast, and we're gonna. So this section is this week on Reddit. I learned. That's what the that's what the title of this section is. Also, by the way, we're never gonna tell you what the sections are ever again. This is the podcast that we're like, hey, new format. Like from now on, you'll just know. And if you're confused because you popped into a new episode, like that's okay. (laughs) You know, you'll pick it up. But yeah, for anyone out there. 
that does not believe you know when we're talking about reddit finding i am on reddit all the time like i i am i I look at reddit many times a day so i often come across something very strange and unique and interesting and in the in the case of this week i found something i want to say it was on it wasn't even the actual question but it was on ask science r slash ask science nice and it was in the comments somebody left a comment and i was like what i i gotta dig into that because it was so interesting Hmm. the headline basically fungi evolution killed coal formation let me explain and let me explain why this is it was so interesting because it was it was something I had never really thought about. So you obviously, like you know, back in the day, and when I say that, I'm we're talking like millions of years ago. Coal was formed when plants fell, and then they got covered up, and that turned those yep. those carbonized turned into coal. Yeah, that was called the Carboniferous period. It, it lasted about sixty million years. Where everything on earth was just coal. <laughs> right, yeah, there's just, just a layer of coal. So here's, this is the thing that I didn't ever think about because, and I think this was the, the Reddit comments, like this is how it came up. You know, we always hear that coal is a limited resource, right? We're going to run out of it. Yeah. I have, I had never asked the question, why is that? Because coal was just formed from dead plants, right? And plants yeah. are dying all the time. So wouldn't, if that was the case, wouldn't that mean that new coal is just constantly being made? Yeah, but doesn't it take a while for it to form? Well, obviously, yes, for one. But there, there's, there's a different reason why that is not the case. What why is coal is actually a limited resource and not being made anymore. What is it? It's fungi. What? A new study, this is, I'm pulling this, this was from uh, nationalscienceFoundation.gov. It's the government, of course. You the government. That. Well, because I want to make that clear, <laughs> because the thing with Reddit, and I will say, anybody anybody that browses Reddit, if you're like, you hear me talk about it, and you're like, oh, I want to get on Reddit and start looking at stuff, you can find interesting stuff there, but don't just take the comments as gospel. No. You know, you can see the stuff. No, you can't, because people can say whatever they want, and, and it could be it's completely wrong. It's a public forum. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, find something interesting and then dig in deeper a little bit. And that's what I did with this. So, yeah, from National Science Foundation, uh, a new study, which includes the first large scale comparison of fungi that cause rot decay, suggests that the evolution of a type of fungi known as white rot may have brought an end to the 60 million year long period of coal deposition known as the Carboniferous period. So, wow. basically, I, I, it's a whole article, I could read it, but I, I did read it and I'll yeah, try yeah, and summarize yeah. it quickly. Basically, before that period, there was not this type of fungi called white rot. What that does is the fungal enzymes break down the whatever it may be, the plant organism sure, that yeah, falls yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so when the things fell, when things died and they fell over, they just got buried up and then those turned into coal. But now when things fall, they rot. They turn into a rotted plant. Yep. And that doesn't turn into coal. So it's not the same. So coal is not like that's why coal is not still being created. Crazy. Why are they not teaching that in school? 
I don't know. I had literally never heard anything about this. Because I, was, I think I remember them being like, yeah, coal's not, it's a limited resource. And yeah. I don't think I ever asked like why, I which shame either. on me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was the same crazy. thing. When I read this, I had that thought of like, oh yeah, like I always heard that this was how coal was made, but I never asked the question, well, plants are still dying. Like, why isn't that making more coal? Yeah. And like, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Wow. If you're interested, if you're into it, you can find this article on National Science Foundation. Just search like, I don't know. We can coal, link it in our fungi. show notes. We'll we could probably it link it. Notes. You know what? We'll link it. We'll link the Perfect. article. Perfect. Like you guys, if you want to dig in more, you can. Also, if we mention other podcasts, we'll throw them in there in our show notes too for you guys yeah. to go back and listen. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. So then it's like easy it. like for people it. to get in. That's what I learned on Reddit this week that I thought was fascinating and i had to share i like coal (laughs) fungi and coal super weird fungi and coal speaking backwards in brain matter and And then gravity gravity (laughs) and falling towards the earth like okay what a ride what What a ride ride. that one was yeah i really like this i feel like we got more out of the the podcast and like learned a plethora of things yeah um listeners let us know obviously it's a new format uh that we're gonna probably stick with Right. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're going to change it, but we're going to try it for a while. But please do let us know. Write in, send us an email. Let us know if you loved it or you hated it. And here's why. Please tell us why. Don't just say you hated it. Yeah. Um, you got to have a valid reason of why. <laughs> or if you have ideas for sections, let us know and we'll, yes. we'll think about it because we're not, we're not set on these sections. We're, we're here to experiment no. and see what's up. Yes, and you can let us know by leaving a rating interview on Apple Podcasts or responding to the Spotify Q&A or sending us yep. an email at randomtheorypod at gmail.com or commenting on the YouTube video. There's so many yes. ways to get in touch with us now. So many ways. Uh, you guys are the best. Thanks yeah. for tuning in this week, Science Pals. Leave those ratings and reviews. You might be picked to be our curious listener of the week. Indeed. Absolutely. Super fun. Super curious. All right. I'm going to go uh, throw a cannonball off a cliff and, and watch it. Good luck. So I'm going to jump up and down <laughs> in my apartment and test out gravity. Oh, cool. Your downstairs neighbors will probably love that. Yeah, they're going to love me. All right. Well, uh, everyone, have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye, science pals. Bye, everyone. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.